welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue. Today, we're on the Airwaves to discuss a very serious, very important topic, and that's suicide. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and it's a time to remember those affected by suicide and raise awareness about suicide prevention. Joining us to tell us more is Chief Kathleen Callion Barden, Suicide Prevention Coordinator at the Fleet Readiness Center Mid-Atlantic Detachment, and Natalie Russell, Education Services Facilitator with the Fleet and Family Support Center. Thank you both for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So Natalie, tell me about National Suicide Prevention Month. Why is it important to have a dedicated time to come together and address this difficult topic? It's really important because you want to create a culture that's smart about mental health and suicide prevention. Suicide is a public health issue. We're not just talking about mental health. It's health. So it's important to talk about suicide thoughts, those suicidal ideations, to talk about those who are struggling, those who aren't comfortable, to ask for help if they need it, and then to discuss the importance of making sure people are aware of all the resources that are out there. Why is suicide awareness such an important issue, particularly in the military, Chief? So suicide awareness is a very important issue because it affects one, but it also affects all. So it's like a domino effect where one person is impacted, but as a unit and whole, the whole unit, it affects everyone that's involved, your colleagues, your sailors, your shipmates, whoever it is, and it creates that domino effect. So what are some of the different events and initiatives here at Pax River to commemorate Suicide Prevention Month? So some of the events that we are going to be having, we're kicking off Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month on August 31st between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. at the Navy Exchange. It's going to be a Feed Your Body and Your Mind event. We will be having a lot of food trucks. There are going to be a lot of support organizations that are going to be there to provide information, resources, be able to answer a lot of questions. We will also be doing a Lapse for Life event on September 14th on the base between 11 and 1 p.m. And throughout the month of September, we will be moving through different entities, different organizations on board the installation, chalking the walk. We chalk the walk at various different commands weekly. That's one way of spreading the word, but writing inspirational, uplifting messages for anyone who transitioned through those paths, whether they're going to work or leaving work after a long day, a short day, a tough day, a hard day. And it may be uplifting to spread the word that you matter, we care, you are important. We've had a lot of members, sailors and civilians, even draw important characters, a rainbow, things that meant something inspirationally to them without using words. And that was very uplifting last year to be able to see that. We found out we had a lot of talented artists on the base that were sharing those moments through images vice words, which collectively meant a lot more because you see it in every different aspect. I had the chance to see some of those drawings last year, and they certainly brought a smile to my face. Now, in today's podcast, we're highlighting local events at Patuxent River, but Suicide Prevention Awareness Month is commemorated nationally. Where can someone outside of PACS get info about events in their area? So you'll just want to check with your local fleet and families and check with any local organizations. Like I know we've talked about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. They have an out of darkness walk that is 
across the nation. So definitely just be on the lookout for resources and you can call your local fleet and family and we will get you the information. You can also reach out to the MWR Facebook page. So there's a lot of ways to be able to see events that are coming through for the Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And Natalie, as you mentioned earlier, this can be a very uncomfortable topic to discuss. How do events like Laps for Life and Chalk the Walk really help to keep this in the spotlight and kickstart these conversations? I think that it gets it out there that asking for help is a sign of strength. That was actually our theme last year. And just that there are people here and there's resources available everywhere, really. There's a lot of shame sometimes that surrounds suicide, suicidal ideations. And the more shame we feel, the worse those thoughts get. And we want to create an open, like shame-free area to talk about it where we're more accepting and willing to ask for help. We want people to be open. We want people to talk. We want to address the issue. It is an issue. It's a. It's not just a military issue. It's a national issue, and it, it hurts whether you're a family member, co-worker. It hurts everybody involved. These events are intended to inspire hope and positivity, which are two things that aren't often associated with suicide. How important is it to counter with such a positive message? Well, hope and positivity are just so important. I know that they aren't associated with suicide until we talk about it in terms of what we can do to stop people from dying by suicide, from having suicidal ideations. All hope is lost and the idea that the world is better off without them. So we want to definitely counteract that the negative message and the stigma sometimes that's out there associated with suicide as well, with lots of light and positivity, hope and positivity. There is hope. And there is always someone to talk to be it a friend, be it a family, be it a provider, a counselor, there's always someone there willing to listen. Absolutely. So this year's slogan is a powerful one. Tell us about No Story Should End Too Soon. So No Story Should End Too Soon. Everyone has a story and their story should go on for as long as they want it to go on. So No Story Should End Too Soon because of a moment where someone felt that they couldn't talk to someone, they couldn't reach out, they couldn't ask questions. Being there for someone, talking to them, keeping them thinking of all the ways that they can reach out, they can have find help, there's resources, there's people who care, people who love you, and keep your story going. We don't ever want anyone's story to end too soon. Why is suicide prevention such a near and dear cause for each of you? So definitely for me, it's a near and dear cause because I've been impacted in my personal life and in my work life. And it's taught me a lot of valuable lessons of the folks along the way that you have lost, how important they are, how important they were. What could you have done differently? What could you have seen, say, do, step in? Ask the question, just stop and listen for a second. Be an ear so someone can extend your shoulder for that person. And along the way, I have learned with losing loved ones and coworkers that I could have made a difference. And it's very near and dear to me to make that difference more than ever now moving forward. Suicide has affected me directly as well. I was in college when my uncle died by suicide. And the Navy's message, too, is limiting the access to prevent suicide. And firearms are used in over half of all suicides, both military and civilian. So it is really important to limit that. In fact, 
Bleaton family received 40 tons of gun locks. So we have those to distribute. So suicide is a major issue for our active duty and military veterans, but it impacts people across our community, civilians, contractors, family and friends. What can be done early on and along the way to help prevent it? I think one of the main things is to increase community support, increase connectedness that counters that loneliness, that isolation that people can feel, good self-care, wellness, less social media. There's financial issues, you know, financial education. There are so many resources out there to help, but really one of the biggest things is that increased community. That connection piece is so important. People really do need people. Also, the most important thing that you can put between a suicidal person and their way of ending their life is time. So I recently learned that too from Greg Roos with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. He always brings that up when we talk about limiting access to means to prevent suicide, whether it's putting CO sensors in cars, safe storage of medication, barriers on bridges, but also just listening. You know, that active listening piece is going to help put that time between the suicidal person and their way of ending their life. Listening without judging. Um, avoid minimizing people's feelings. Avoid trying to fix them, problem solve, tell them life is worth living because they know life is worth living. It's just in that moment, that hopelessness is just so great. And I think it was so important how you mentioned that increased isolation, which I think a lot of us have dealt with over the last couple of years and an increase in social media. What would you say are some of the warning signs of depression or warning signs of suicide? So is path warm is something that the Navy pushes too. It's the uh, ideation, substance abuse is the is the path is the purposelessness, anxiety, feeling trapped, the hopelessness, and then the warm is withdrawal, anger, reckless mood changes. So all of these things are warning signs that we need to look out for and to understand. And on the opposite side spectrum too, you know, if you have somebody who is all of a sudden elated and happy when they've been down in the dumps, that mood change again. That could be an indication that something is happening, that they may have made a decision where they think, I can get out of this. So how can family members, friends, coworkers help someone who might be thinking about suicide? Definitely keep them safe. Talk to them. Have that open conversation, that direct conversation of, you know, it's okay to ask someone, are you thinking about hurting yourself? If you don't ask it, you won't know. And they can give you that direct, direct communication. You know, one of the key things in our training that we learned from ASSIST was keeping that person safe for now. Because you, your friends, your family could be that one link to keep that person from thinking about suicide or even attempting suicide. Yeah, just encouraging them to talk to someone, to get help, having that conversation with them, but yourself not feeling responsible that you have to fix it. A lot of times we try to jump in and try to problem solve when really, you know, our job is just to listen, to actively listen, and then to get them to the next step where they need to be to seek professional help. We often offer safe talk and assist classes here at PAX pretty frequently, actually, and anyone can take these classes. And they are great to really dive into how to talk to somebody if they're having suicidal ideations. Because it's hard, especially if it's a you're close with somebody, a family member, a friend. Like, how do you ask that? I know I've had to ask that personally. And of course, are you thinking about suicide? And the response I got was, no, I want to live. Okay, well, that's great. But let's follow up with that, too. I'm not just going to end the conversation there. Like Kat said, you know, keep the conversation going. 
So when seeking help, what resources are available to someone experiencing depression, overwhelming stress, or even thoughts of suicide? So definitely reaching out to your mental health uh, departments, whether it's military or civilian. Military One Source is another option for military members, veterans, families. And 988, or crisis hotline number, is definitely one nationally recognized now and used for everyone. Right. Those are the crisis texts, the 741, 741. They actually do respond very quickly. I tested it because I wanted to make sure I'm giving out the correct resources. But there's also a lot of virtual counseling available now. One of the things that came out of COVID was they learned that, you know, virtual counseling works. So Telemind is a great one, telemind.com to go to. But like Kat said, you know, talking to your primary care manager, your doctor, getting referrals if needed to speak to somebody out in town, speak to a mental health provider. There's also the DOD Safe Helpline, and then there's the Department of the Navy Civilian Employee Assistance Program as well, and that's available 24-7, 365 days a year. So lots and lots of resources out there. Lots of resources out there, as you say, and no one should be afraid of seeking that help. So how can we get the message out that help is available? By keeping uh, doing a lot of the events that we're doing, you reach more of an audience when you reach out spreading the message and interacting advertisements, you know, through your local groups, whether you're teaching how to manage, how to prevent suicides, things to look for, the signs, and educating. A lot of it has to do with educating to be able to reach and, and explain to everyone, you know, there's options. There's a lot of options besides that one last option. The biggest thing is just to keep the conversation going. I think like we're talking about now and just us sitting here recording this podcast is a great thing too because it's something we haven't done before and hopefully we're going to reach more people by with, with getting messages out there. Absolutely. And I want to thank both of you for joining us today to talk about Suicide Prevention Awareness Month and what we can all do to raise awareness and prevent suicide. Remember, you are not alone. Help is available. And of course, if you would like to check out more of our Airwaves episodes, you can do so by subscribing to the Airwaves podcast on all your favorite listening apps. And that's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.